This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. And it's all about inspiration this week. We all need inspiration now again. Um, Other people's inspiration via their actions and failures, it just picks us up, puts us back in the right place. And I'm all for not reinventing the wheel. Trust me, if you've got a problem, someone else will have had it. If somebody else has had an experience with a type of marketplace or an interest rate problem, if you learn from that, it's an awful lot easier to deal with it in your business. And I believe we're never too old or too experienced not to find a nugget to brighten us up and give us a pickup when, do you know, some things, sometimes it's all a bit samey or we're in the doldrums. I'm recording this at the back end of December. And I know that come January, February, the early part of March, when there's not a lot growing in the garden, it's all very cold and chilly and the the light is very grey. That's when it's really good to get somebody else's inspiration and make you think, I can't wait to get going again. I might be a bit slow at the moment, but wow, I've just got to get going. Now, we all know that property investing to be successful is all about knowledge, finance and mindset. Those three things you need to succeed. But interestingly, the only bit that doesn't need to be yours is the finance. I know. It's the one thing that non-property people think stops you from making money through property, don't you? I have no money. I can't do anything in property. I'll never be able to save to do X, Y, and Z. But it is the one thing that you can earn as you go. You can borrow from someone or you can leverage other people's money through JVs or you can flip your way into, into money. You can, you know, do your source deals. So the money isn't the problem, is it? And that is the amazing thing. The other two are what you provide for being successful in property investing, the knowledge and the mindset. It's amazing, isn't it? But scratch most property investors of any denomination. And I believe they will have at some point read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. They might have only read it once and forgotten about it, but they will have done so. It's amazing. You you go to a property meet and you ask this question and all the hands go up. You know, for some, it becomes a complete Bible. Others, it's just a vague outline of what could be done. But what it's telling you is the fundamentals of asset building and holding and creating your own financial freedom. And that's usually at the spark for the touch paper. But I have to say, no one's ever put the book down, well, no one I've ever spoken to, and gone out and bought the first property as a fully-fledged investor, buying skillfully, you know, with the minimum finance in, because I think everyone does a bit of dancing around the sidelines, you know, watching and learning from others and from a huge variety of sources before they get going. Now, I saw a very early Sarah Beanie programme and I just clicked. I saw exactly what needed to be done. It does have to be said, though, that the finer details were missing at this point, but I muddled through and I got going and I would not have done had I not seen that programme and got inspiration from it. Now, some people watch every YouTube they can and 
from a variety of people and they take copious notes. Talk to lots of people who do that. Then they cross-match with how-to books. And I have to say, the how-to books, they do get out of date very quickly. And then they go on courses and learn how to do the stuff, you know, the nuts and bolts of the different techniques that when you put together, form a strategy to create your long-term wealth and financial freedom. But inspiration feeds the imagination and the passion to get you going. It's not the nuts and bolts of putting everything together. Inspiration, it's the fairy dust that covers everything and inspires and consolidates the knowledge that, you know, this property stuff, it's very doable. If you do it correctly, then you've got a plan for what you want to achieve. And you can see that other people have done that and then it can happen. Well, what better could be than that? Other people have done it, so can you. Well, where do you find this fairy dust inspiration? I think in two places, in person and in books. So well, let's do the books first. Now, I don't want the how-to books. You know, No, the books I'm talking about are the books that inspire you. And they're about people, what they did, how they did it. Oh, and when I say how they did it, let's talk big hand gestures here, not recipe level. You know, what actually happened? The success, the failure, the dark moments, the floating on cloud nine moments. Now, I was completely smitten by Fiona Fullerton's book on her property investment portfolio. Yeah, yeah, that one. You know, the one who was the dastardly KGB agent in A View to a Kill alongside Sir Roger Moore. Yeah, that one. Anyway, I had her book, and this is early 2000, and I read it from front to back several times, highlighting, of course, in between. Well, I'm a property investor. Highlighter pens are part of my, you know, vocabulary. But what inspired me was this. Here was a very beautiful and in-demand actress who was very clearly hands-on with her investing. And she was able to show on paper why she did it and what she was hoping for long-term. As I say, very successful as an actress. What on earth was she doing, rolling up her sleeves, painting and, well, basically being in the weeds of it all? And I just took it to read that she'd made her own eureka moment. So I followed her thought process through to the end and I liked what I saw. Oh, by the way, she never gave up the property bit. She's still at it. And she's just one of those quiet people who kept on going, doing the same old thing through thick and thin. And she's well known for being a landlord. In fact, if you look her up, landlord is named as her occupation before being an actress. Interesting, isn't it? Anyway, I digress. What she said appealed to me. She started knowing nothing. She had to fit the property stuff around her acting and her family. And she just didn't go, I've done one single let. Uh, now I'm going to build the shard because the profit level is so much better. No, she put one property foot in front of another and just kept banking funds in property time after time, one by one. Now things happened. Not everything, of course, went according to plan. Stuff happened. Mistakes were made. But this was all very reassuring as I sat in my hotel room in Stoke-on-Trent with Rommel, my faithful hound. You know, we spent two weeks walking the various areas that I'd identified to get to know inside out before taking the plunge. And I'd got inspiration from the sources that I've mentioned to keep me happy and thinking this is a good thing. I'd bought investment property before, I know. But this time it was going to be on a bigger scale. I'd ramped up the action. It was all about yield, growth and income. Now, I've never forgotten that book. I've still got it and I get it out occasionally to have a quick look. And the main places that you'll find 
inspiration to learn from other than books is property meets. Now, caveat here. Choose your meeting well. That's all I'll say on the subject. Anyway, there are two types of speaker at the front of the room. There are those who are running companies of any sort, and gosh, some of those can be just what you're looking for. You know, Julian Maurice, who changed my mind on colour and texture in a rental property springs to mind, but it could be someone talking about auctions or how to beat mould, anything really. And the other type who love talking to other property people about what they've done. Now, they're the ones that on the surface may not move you forward, you think. They're not teaching you anything. They're not selling you a useful course or an insight into tech, etc. But what they are doing is showing by example that, yeah, you're on the right track and that give or take a bit, you too can do this. Now, when I co-hosted the Bucks Property Meet, we nearly always had someone up every month. We had two speakers every month to give a personal view of it all. Now, they won't necessarily be doing what you're doing, but that's the whole point. You've got to broaden your mind. They will, however, be showing you disaster. And my word, isn't disaster interesting? And what they did or should have done. Success. What worked? Growth. Well, did they do lots of the same? And what does that mean to them long term? Growth through diversification, you know, i.e. started in single lets, now in commercial to residential, via a diversion through flipping and options. You know, that kind of really interesting progress that you just want to understand. Figures should be willingly shared. And you will be amazed, you know, that not everyone achieves the most perfect below market deals and still makes a profit or can keep a refurb to budget. In fact, I think the talk should be warts and all and give a really truthful recounting. It's so much more interesting than when success is snatched at the last moment from the jaws of failure. And my word, that happens a lot, doesn't it? It may be that it had to be built back again after being repossessed during the credit crunch or that a portfolio didn't survive a divorce. Oh, just as an aside here, there really are a number of people who put their portfolios in the name of their spouse for tax reasons and sadly did not live happily ever after. And of course, legally, that portfolio that they had sweated tears to make didn't belong to them, but they've gone through that. That's behind them. They've knuckled down and made a new happy property ending for themselves. And that's what you want to hear. You want to hear that you can get up and get going again. You've got to hear the realities of the market up and downs and what happens when the interest rate rises. And what it's like to have the conversation with the bank about calling in a loan. That's always fascinating to hear. The realities of what happens when it goes wrong. So in short, you know, these are people giving you a user-friendly version of everything you need to know about Property Handbook, isn't it? It's real stories, real financial success and failures. And what it's like to take a successful property solopreneur from nothing to very wealthy. How it works around a family. What really stops people? It's all there. And they're happy to answer questions and to say how it really is. Oh, that is worth its weight in gold. It's not the theory. It's not the way that the big investment companies do it or the gurus that have got teams of people working for them. Now, the army always say that a plan never stays intact after the first encounter with the enemy. That is so true of property investing. You can write the best strategy plan in the world and then the market moves or the government do something and you're going to have to rewrite your plan. But your job is to listen, enjoy the the talks and to question and to think, what problems did they encounter that I might? And if so, 
what must I plan or expect? Inspiration, as I say, it's a dose of reality and shouldn't put you off. It should make you remember that this is a long-term game. Do you know, if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. And they're not, are they? For a very good reason. So inspiration can fire up the blood and it's so much more than just banking money remotely for financial gain. And I say that because, again, go to a property meeting and no one is talking about how much money they banked. They're talking about the bricks and mortar and what fun it was and the disasters. And, oh, I must tell you about this. And and then that happened. That is the wonderful thing about working in property. So if you're serious about property investing, come and talk to me. Um, Have a look in the show notes. All my details are there. You can send me an email and book a free Zoom call with me. And let's see how I can move you on to the next level through accountability, a strategy session or mentoring. Because the biggest learning we get from inspiration and from property is that, yes, you can do all this on your own without knowing anyone else doing it. That's how I started. But it's more fun and you grow faster and with more courage and knowledge when you interact with those who are doing it day in, day out in a huge variety of ways. You don't just want to be around people doing the same thing as you. And listen to how others found the market of property investing with all its trials and tribulations, with all the financial and political interference. Well, inspiration. I hope I've inspired you. It's there to be found and it's there to feed the mind and the soul with get up and go. It's so much more than just a how-to manual. And if you find inspiration and must make it part of your life, then I think you'll stop hearing the negative Nellies. You will. You'll start to align with the positive pullies and you'll turn yourself into an even more successful property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.